0: Welcome in Jaguar's Drive Time,
1: Wednesday morning brought to you by the Duval Motor Company. A nice easy Wednesday morning here in Jacksonville as we get ready for week two heading to Nashville. Tennessee this week and a take on the Titans as I bring in Brian Sexton and John Ozier, my lovely co-host this morning. I will admit, with a 10-10 kickoff Monday night, Brian and John, I could not stay awake for that game, but I watched the highlights. John, a, a pretty sloppy game. Doesn't look like we missed much, but the Titans did get the win. In
2: fact, a playoff team that made the AFC championship game. Uh, they could have lost that game in a number of ways. They figured out a way to win. As a result, it's 1-0 versus 1-0. Let's go. Let's I'll be go. honest with you,
3: Shlin, I haven't seen the second half of a primetime game that started after 8 o'clock in years. <laughs> to be, and that's just the way it goes when you get to a certain point in life. That's why there's NFL <laughs> Game Pass. And I haven't really looked at the Titans, uh, but I'm going to today. However, John, you know this to be true. Doesn't matter who the coach is. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is, really. The Titans' personality hasn't changed in 20 years.
1: Mm -hmm. Jaguars have not won in Nashville since 2013, seven years ago. We'll see if they can get it done this Sunday as we get into big things, and big thing one is a big challenge ahead. We talked about that sloppy game on Monday against the Broncos, that the Titans were still able to win. But Derrick Henry, their power running back, still managed to get over a hundred rushing yards Monday night. I don't even want to bring up the numbers from last season. But time must in Tennessee, 159 yards and two touchdowns the Jaguars allowed against the Titans when they played in Nashville. However, the Jaguars' defense definitely is improving. They've only seen 88 rushing yards last weekend against the Colts. So we'll see what happens against definitely a guy who is extremely talented, Derrick Henry. Big thing too is do it again. Gardner Minshew's stats, we talked about it, were unreal against the Colts. But now that we're looking back at that game, there was definitely some missed opportunities there against the Colts, and we'll see if he can take advantage of it on Sunday. Now he has to do it in a place in Nashville, Tennessee, that he's never played before. He beat the Titans at home. Nick Foles was the quarterback last season when they went to Nashville, so we'll see what happens. Maybe Gardner Minshew is the difference this season in Tennessee. And finally, big thing three is a road trip. The first away game in the COVID-19 era. What makes this different, this, these road games during a COVID-19 pandemic? Well, everything is different. Travel party cut down severely, which is why you will not see myself, John Osier or Brian Sexton at away games this season. Anyone that travels with the team is not allowed to leave the hotel at all. Must stay in the hotel the entire time you were at an away game. And the team now carries seven buses to the airport and back to try to make sure everyone has their own row. So, Brian Sexton, I'll start with you. This is going to be your first away game that you will not be present as a Jacksonville Jaguar. John Oser, you as well will not be traveling with the team. And that is definitely different for you. How is it going to impact your work And I think for everyone, I think we all can expect it's going to just look different for everyone. Well,
2: it apparently affected Brian. He went on strike and wouldn't talk about it. So, I mean, that's, he was so upset. uh, (laughs) That's a blow. So, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely different. You know, I mean, as an inside football, how it affects you as a writer, you're watching off TV and you don't quite get the feel for the game, but it's been different so far anyway, Shlin from doing interviews, you know, it, Brian knows it, you know, it, it's been all Zoom calls, which takes you a little bit away from the team. There's not the, quote, intimate feeling of, of covering the team, of talking to players, getting to know them. So it's different, but as I've told people when discussing this before, it's COVID-19. It's a different world this year. Uh, I think people who are, are covering, working around the NFL, try to figure out a way to do it your best until you get somewhere back to normal. And fans will still learn about the game. watching our coverage so i I can't speak that much to how the team is going to react but that's how we'll react
1: absolutely and the team is definitely going to be impacted by this the craziest thing i was reading is that yes you have to stay inside the team hotel which is obviously a big deal in itself but you can't even go to the restaurant inside the team hotel all meals are still provided by the jaguars i mean you can't go to the hotel gym so thank goodness we're not traveling because the pool was my favorite part about traveling. And it's crazy that this is how it's impacting at the away games, is that everything is so secluded, trying to keep it as normal as you can, like you were still in Jacksonville.
2: Well, it has to be. I mean, knock on wood, so far so good. You haven't heard anything from last week's travel around the league yet about there being problems. It, it's all about keeping the team, the bubble, as bubble-licious, if you will, Schlin. As possible. So, I mean, <laughs> that's the whole idea. And so far, so good. If that's what it takes to get a season in, that's what it takes.
1: Bubblicious?
2: What in the world? <laughs> Did you plan on that? Oh, I don't plan anything, Schlant. It's all <laughs> up here.
1: All right, let's go to big thing, two. So, now that we're a couple days removed from Sunday's game against the Colts, everyone was super impressed with Gardner Minshew's stats. And they should be. But the more I'm watching, the more I'm listening to people around the country talking about this game, they're saying, yeah, his stats were super impressive, but he also missed some opportunities. And the reason his stats were so impressive was a lot of dinking and dunking. It was the first time we saw Jay Gruden's offensive system. So, John, I guess do you have a problem with that. People seem to have an issue that he wasn't taking more shots downfield, but, hey, it worked.
2: I mean. When analyzing the game or trying to, as quickly as you do on a Sunday night, that stood out. When you're 19 of 20 for 173, it probably means that you didn't take a whole lot of chances downfield. You didn't have a whole lot of yards downfield. But from watching what I could, it appeared that the Colts were taking a lot of the deep stuff away. Remember, Gardner is a very accurate deep passer. Uh, In training camp, a lot of the things he did well was throwing deep the Chart. So the Colts mm-hmm. took that away, and the game plan and Gardner took what was there to a very effective rate. If, if the Titans this week, they're more of a man-to-man team. If they play man-to-man and there are shots downfield, Gardner's not afraid to take those shots. The arm strength thing is not about being able to hit a deep pass. The arm strength thing is, it, is being able to drive the ball to certain spots on certain throws, but it's not about the long ball. If, if they defend him to take away the short stuff, he can beat them deep. But, sure, that was a thing the other day. But you also hit 19-20 of with three touchdowns. So credit him for, in that circumstance with that game plan, making it work. Now we've got to see if the Titans defend him differently, how he plays against that.
1: Yeah, the Titans quarterback, cornerbacks, Malcolm Butler and Dory Jackson, are definitely – no joke cornerbacks. We'll see how that affects the offense as a whole. All right, we, I've heard that we have Brian Sexton back in the building, and let's go to big thing one. Derrick Henry, Brian, you are well aware how talented this guy is. Jaguars run defense, looked better last week, but talk about a challenge. I mean, this is one of the most challenging guys they'll face all year.
3: Well, and my hot take has to do with Derrick Henry, so I'm going to stay away from too many. I'll, I'll just touch on, on what you said about his performance on Monday in Denver that he went over a hundred yards again. However, and this is a very valid point, it took him 31 carries to get there the other night. It wasn't like, Mm -hmm. well, last year when we saw him do it in 17, okay? Um, 31 carries is 3.8 yards per rush, which is as pedestrian as it gets. Now this is an all pro running back, at least the last two years he has been. He early in the season, He's had four seasons. Two have been average as average gets. The last two have been all pro. In those last two seasons, his average in September is 3.8 yards per carry. So he gets off to a bit of a slow start. I'll leave it at that.
1: Alrighty, fantastic tease into your burning wood fire grill hot takes. When we come back, we go over those hot takes here on Jaguars Drive Time.
0: Hey, Jax fans, we all know Duval is a big place, and you need to get a lot of mileage out of what you drive. That's why Duval Motor Company puts service first. They don't just sell great cars and trucks. Their service departments take care of your loved ones by providing maintenance and repair for every make and model, even the ones they don't sell. They've got all of Duval covered when it comes to your ride. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com. change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same cheers 80 proof tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in austin texas titosvodka.com
1: we're back jags drive time wednesday morning brought to you by the duval motor company and the jaguars have introduced jags at home an interactive second screen experience on jaguars game Base featuring myself and eric dunn each Sunday, you'll have the chance to win $10,000 in cash and prizes. Visit jagsathome.com for more information on how you can play. Alrighty, back on Jag's Drive Time Wednesday morning. Back on the practice fields today, getting ready for Week Two, and we have some burning wood-fired grill hot takes going into Sunday's game in Nashville, Tennessee. Brian, you teased it. We all know it's about this running back, but tell us more.
3: Yeah, they'll hold Derrick Henry to under 100 yards on Sunday for a couple reasons. And I mentioned, you know, the last four times they've played him twice in Jacksonville. In September, he averaged 3.6 yards per carry. Twice after Thanksgiving in Nashville, he averaged 11 yards per carry, okay? So, obviously, like a lot of big backs, I mean, the guy gets stronger as the game and the season goes along. This is an interesting one because it's in Nashville in September, but the Jaguars are highly focused on not being embarrassed by Derrick Henry, like they have been the last two trips that they've been there. The key is those games. Two years ago, when he popped the 99-yarder, and last year when he popped the 74-yarder, there were big runs that powered his numbers he had 238 yards there in 2018 he had 159 last year mostly powered fueled by those big runs so I think this time they are focused on him it's early in the season where he takes a little time to get going and I think that they have a a strong showing much like Gardner Minshew was on the money Sunday against the Colts I think I think this run defense knows that this is the litmus test for them they couldn't stop the run last year. They haven't been able to stop this guy in Nashville the last two years. I think they come to play on Sunday.
1: This by far is the biggest test yet about this Jaguars run defense. We will truly see how much they have improved if they have in the offseason. All right, John Osier, what do you have for your Bernie with Fire grill hot take?
2: Yeah, I will definitely get to my hot take. I completely agree with Brian on how they're going to stop the run big factor with Tennessee too. Remember the games when the wheels came off at Tennessee in the last few years have been late in the season when the Jaguars were already on the decline. I think stopping (laughs) Derrick Henry playing better in Tennessee, this is not going to be a team that wilts after one bad play against Derrick Henry. So I think that's a factor too, which leads me to my hot take, which is Miles Jack. Uh, You know, the demise of Miles Jack in the offseason, I can't, I can't remember how many times I wrote, look, this guy is not as bad as people keep writing and saying. He was out of position last year. I think he may wind up being a Pro Bowl level player this year. I don't know if, it, if that means the Pro Bowl because that can be tough in terms of how your team does, recognition, whatever. But I think he's going to have a monster year. All the people who rode him off, I think, will have to eat some crow this year. So Miles Jack, Pro Bowl level player. I think he's a big reason why the Jaguars are going to stop Derrick Henry on Sunday.
3: Don't just look at the tackle numbers on him. He was terrific on Sunday. He missed one tackle, Schlin, but from that point on, he was all over the field. Even if he didn't become the primary tackler, he was in position to make the play. He was sensational.
1: Yeah, and just all in all looking way more comfortable, way more confident on the field on Sunday, playing much more fast. I think we all noticed that from Miles Jack. All right, I'm going to the offensive side of the ball for my Bernie Woodfire Grill hot take, and it is about our new guy, James Robinson, the running back, rushed for 62 yards on 16 attempts for no touchdowns on Sunday against the Colts. I predict that number will go up on Sunday against the Titans, and I know what you're thinking. This is a tougher defense. Philip Lindsay suffered a turf toe Monday night, the Denver Broncos running back. So we really haven't seen this Titans defense be tested yet and how they will match up against a running back. But I think Sunday is a true match. I think by the end of this game, people across the country are gonna know who James Robinson is. He already is being talked about in Jacksonville after his performance against the Colts. I think he has an even better performance against the Titans. And the country starts taking notice, Brian said.
3: Well, if they didn't already take notice of that leaping play that made it all over sports media and social media, um, it's tough to break in. To the conscious of you know the sporting public in America, especially in the NFL, because we're such a star studded league. We mm-hmm. focus so much on the Tom Brady's and the Drew Brees and those guys. Um, he's gonna have to have a heck of a performance on Sunday to get there. But I think by the time this season is complete, at least in football households, he'll be a name that's well known.
1: Yeah, John, it strikes me the similarities of Philip Lindsay almost the style of running, the undrafted free agent, I mean, Philip Lindsay, a couple of years ago, no one knew who he was, and now he's a household name.
2: Well, as I said a lot last week, it's a position where an undrafted guy, it's very common for lowly drafted, undrafted running backs to be successful in the NFL. The unique thing about James Robinson was he started the season as an undrafted running back. And even more than that, he's, he's obviously the first running back in NFL history to start the season as an undrafted guy with no preseason games. So that was the unbelievable great unknown. Uh, But he's, when you watch him run, he's more than just that, hey, free agent running back story. There's something to this guy. He's got really, really, really good vision. He doesn't waste yardage. He doesn't waste time. He gets the most out of runs. I don't know watching him that he's gonna be a spectacular back, meaning a lot of 75 yard runs. But he's very efficient, and the good thing for the Jaguars' offense and the offensive line, if there's four yards there, he's going to get four or five. He's not going to waste time and waste a play.
1: Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. We saw that against the Colts on Sunday. That's for sure. When we come back, some Ashland Ask White Ford Wednesday coming at you on Jags Drive Time.
0: With over 100 years of experience, Duval Motor Company knows experience counts, both on the field and under the hood. That's why all of their service departments are staffed by certified professionals who take pride in servicing any make and model, not just the vehicles they sell. Keeping your vehicles on the road is what drives Duval Motor Company. They know how much you depend on your car, and you can depend on them to put service first. Any make, any model, any location.
1: All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA.
3: Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the
0: ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com.
1: Thursday night football is just around the corner, and we can't wait to be Duval together again. The Jaguars are taking every precaution to keep our fans safe at TIAA Bank Field this fall, from cashless concessions to contactless entry. Visit jaguars.com/stadium to learn more. We're back on a win morning with some Ashlyn Ask. The whiteboards are out, which means we've got the tough questions coming for week two on Sunday. Ashland Ask number one. I hope you boys are ready with the whiteboard. Alright, Brian Sexton. Or I guess whoever's ready first. Who needs to step up on Sunday and have a great game? Who needs to step up on Sunday in Nashville, Tennessee? The Jaguars have not won there in seven seasons, 2013. That's when I graduated high school long time ago. Brian Sexton, John Osier, do you have an answer for me?
2: I do, but you called on Brian first. I was waiting.
3: So here it is, Kevin Brian. <laughs> um... He's the biggest, strongest guy on that defensive front. And they are facing the biggest, strongest running back in the league. Ergo, the biggest and the strongest must win. So I say Taven Bryan has got to stand up. He played pretty well on Sunday. But he's got to have his first dominant game where it's like, wow, look at him inside there. And this offensive line is good. They're not as good as the Colts, but they're good. So it'll be a big test for Taven. We've talked about him since training camp. We talked about him since the season finale last year against the Colts. Uh, time to bring it and, uh, and bear those words to fruition.
1: Yep. Hopefully talking about Taven Bryan on Monday show, because that's when you know you had a good game. John Ogier, who needs to step up on Sunday?
2: Well, it starts with Taven Bryan and Brian in the defensive line. I'm going to go with Joe Schobert for the sake of not saying Taven Bryan again. Uh, Joe Schobert needs to be that second wave of defense. Uh, I don't think you're going to shut Derrick Henry to zero yards. What you don't want is the 99-yard, the 74-yard run. You don't want the breakout. So the second line of defense, Joe Schobert, Miles Jack, preventing that, not letting him get ahead of steam, I think it's just as important as the defensive front.
1: Not agree more. i got to stop those explosive runs. And I guess this isn't a really stepping up, but I haven't seen these guys yet this season, and it's the tight end. We talked so much about them in training camp in the offseason with the signing of Tyler Eifert. One catch for eight yards from Tyler Eifert. James O'Shaughnessy was targeted once for no catch. Where are these guys? This is Jay Gruden. This is Gardner Minshew. This is the tight ends as a whole use them on Sunday against the Titans all right Ashlyn asks number two how many yards will James Robinson have against that Titans defense we talked about him in big things we all expect him to go up had about 60 yards against the Colt are we expecting the same are we expecting more could he break a hundred possibly hard to say because we haven't seen much from him what are you guys expecting from James Robinson on Sunday Yeah, I'm getting too locked with my number. Chill out, Shlyn. Do you boys have an answer? I do. Let me see it.
3: I can't move my light here. Can you see that? (laughs) I got to use a different color. 62, which is exactly what he had on Sunday against the Colts. And it's not that I wasn't impressed or don't think he has the ability to get better. It's just in the second half of that Colts game, you saw what Indianapolis did. They said, he's not running, and they stopped him. He had very little production on the ground in the second half because the Colts focused on an undrafted rookie with no preseason games. It really is remarkable. The Titans will come in with an idea of what he's capable of, and they're going to want Minshew to throw the ball a lot so they can get after him with the pass rush. They're going to make Minshew beat him. When Steve McNair was the quarterback there in his early years, we used to call the defense Dare McNair. In other words, sell out to stop Eddie George and dare Steve McNair to beat you. I think that's kind of what they do here is they put Minshew in the crosshairs. They'll take the run away. I still think he'll be productive, but about the way he was last
2: week.
1: All right. Don Osher, you thinking the same?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, I think he runs for 50, but I think he gets 40 as a receiver because I think there's an element of his game where he can do that. So I think he's going to be about the kind of back we saw in the opener, a 65, 70-yard back. That gets you 1,000. That's what this team needs. They need consistency. They need him to be able to do things outside the running game as well. He'll have some explosive, I mean, have some explosive plays, explosive yards. I don't know that the Tennessee defense, which is pretty good, I think Brian's right. I think they try to stop him. I think it opens up things for Minshew. Where it'll come back is if the passing game can continue to hurt defenses. Defenses have to pay more attention to that. Robinson's capable of that when they start paying more attention to the the passing game. But I think he'll be a 65, 70-yard rushing guy. With the passing stat, I think he'll be very productive this season, around 1,500 yards.
1: All like to hear it. 50 plus 40, like John said, is 90. We're on the exact same page here. I think they'll start off the Jaguars' offense running the ball a lot. So, like you guys said, taking the run away and forcing Minshew to beat them with guys like Chark and Keelan Cole, LaVisca Chenault. So we'll see what happens. But I think we're all on the same page, either tying what he had first week or going up. Final Ashland ask for you. What matchup are we looking at on Sunday in Nashville, Tennessee? All kinds of them. We mentioned that Titans defense is pretty good. Brian Tannehill came out of nowhere last season and led that team to the playoffs. You got Derrick Henry, you got talented wide receivers. So Who are we looking at on Sunday? All right, who's ready?
2: I'll be ready. Go for it, John. Well, I'm going to say Corey Davis versus C.J. Henderson, and it might be some A.J. Brown versus C.J. Henderson. Uh, The Titans wide receiver, better than people realize. There's so much focus on Derrick Henry, but this is a pretty good passing offense. There were times last season where the passing offense carried them late in the season. Uh, Corey Davis is a guy going into his fourth year. He's in a contract year, had 100 the other night against Denver. The Titans can be dangerous, but C.J. Henderson obviously has shown he's a guy who can take that away. So I think that matchup's something to watch.
1: All right, I'm liking that and, under uh, the radar. Brian Sexton.
2: Ah, uh, to hell with
3: it. It won't work. Uh, Got to get my lighting right here. <laughs> wow. So I'll say Jadavian Clowney against whoever he lines up against, right? I mean... I was saying it in the spring and people were like, he's not better than and Ngakwe. He's never had 10 sacks. Forget sacks. The reason that Jadavian Clowney is such a good football player and a guy that you want on your team is because he's so damn disruptive. He's six foot six. His arms are probably eight feet long. He's got meat cleavers for hands. He's just the kind of guy that you can put on the edge or you can put in the middle or you can loop him around. He's a matchup problem no matter who he lines up against, Cam Robinson or A.J. Cam, right? His former teammate at South Carolina. The guy is absolutely disruptive. So you know that Mike Vrabel is going to have a plan to move him all over the place and try and make the passing lanes very short for Gardner Minshew, who's just over six feet tall. Wherever he lines up, whoever he lines up against had better be ready.
1: Big test for the Jaguars' offensive line. I have Malcolm Butler versus DJ Chark, seeing if they double team Chark, but obviously very talented cornerback for the Tennessee Titans, so this is a good matchup to watch. When we come back, some Ozone Snapshot here on the Jaguars' digital network.
0: Hey, Jax fans, we all know Duval is a big place, and you need to get a lot of mileage out of what you drive. That's why Duval Motor Company puts service first. They don't just sell great cars and trucks. Their service departments take care of your loved ones by providing maintenance and repair for every make and model, even the ones they don't sell. They've got all of Duval covered when it comes to your ride. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com. To change without notice equal housing opportunity Oi Bonjour Dobry Como If you have
2: an accident the last thing you should have to worry about is a language barrier That's why at Fair and Farah, we have a team as diverse as our clients so no matter what
0: language you speak we'll fight for your voice Farah and Farah, here for you نحن هنا للكل Ici pour vous here for all, Jacksonville. Oh, oh,
1: oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. The ozone. Alrighty, let's go to some ozone snapshot in the ozone mailbag thing right here in Jacksonville to our guy Royce, Mister O. There is nothing wrong with winning, but the average rush by Colts runners was concerning. What say you?
2: Well, I say that a lot of the yards per carry happened early in the game. I liked what they did in terms of getting better late in the game. I thought it was encouraging that they got stronger as the game went on for the run defense. I thought overall the opener bodes well for how they will play moving forward against the run. The
3: uh, Colts running backs averaged 3.8 yards per carry. When you back out the, uh, the receivers and the quarterback scrambling, and that includes a 12 yard run and an 18 yard run. They, um, mm-hmm. as John mentioned, gave up some things early, but got much stronger as the game went along. And really their issue was tackling early in the ball game. They had shots at the receivers or the running backs, pardon me, uh, but just didn't bring them to the ground. Their run defense is much improved. And that yard per carry average, the one that matters, is 3.8 and they won that one
1: love to hear it run defense improving let's see if we can improve this week against derrick henry let's go to atlantic beach jeff what do you got for us you always hear that young teams have to learn how to win how impressive is it that this team was able to close out this game against a veteran quarterback philip Rivers?
2: well i think it's important because uh, rivers obviously has savvy um, I unfortunately sort of wonder if Rivers is going to be the same guy. I, you know, uh, there were a couple of throws that you weren't sure that the velocity was there. At some point, players get old. Uh, you know, so I think there is an element of still wondering what Phillip Rivers is. All of that said, this is a guy who is very good in the clutch. He is very good at bringing teams from behind when it matters. The Jaguars withstood that and got him off the field. That can't be lost, but it'll play out just where he is in his career right now. Um, last December, Rivers played magnificently here.
3: And he had a track record against the Jaguars. Um, but Rivers isn't Rivers anymore. And that's tough for me to say, because I love the guy. I mean, as a player, I, I love to, to watch him on the field. <laughs> Personally, I love who he is. Uh, as a husband and father and member of his community. I mean, I just, Phillip Rivers is at the top of my list in terms of quarterbacks and and players and people. Um, So I think really, really highly of him, but it was clear um, that he's not the same guy. He just isn't. And by the way, it was never his MO to have these uh, big time come from behind fourth quarter wins like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. That wasn't him. He put up big yardage totals and built leads and leaned on his defense more than he came from behind.
1: Brian, that was a lot for you to admit. I didn't think that was coming. I thought you were going to defend your guy. I
3: didn't either, but I've said this story before, but standing on the field at the old Jack Murphy Stadium and watching him play football after a game with not only a bunch of his kids, and he has nine of them, but a lot of the other players' kids too, he is a first-rate human being.
1: Could not agree more. All right, that is our Wednesday morning Jags Drive Time. Stay tuned, 9 o'clock. Head coach Doug Maroon meets the media. Gardner Minshew after practice. All kinds of content coming your way on jaguars.com. We'll see you tomorrow morning right here on Jags Drive Time.